Hello, I'm your host, Chris Nelson. I'm excited to welcome you back for another episode of our podcast, Annuity Chat with North American. Today, I am joined by Kevin Meckley, Vice President of Business Development and Chief Innovation Officer, and Aaron Pachun, our Director and Actuary. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's good to have you here. So, uh, Aaron, uh, you're new to the studio. This is your first time actually in the studio, right? It is, yes. So give us a little uh, background about you and how long you've been with the company. Yeah. So I've been here at uh, North American for almost 10 years, 10 years in April. I started as a product development, product management actuary, and designed different products for North American. such as Versa Choice, did all kinds of different new new innovative things. And then we, uh, and when we started this new business development area, uh, was asked to kind of join as the innovation actuary and been doing that role for the last 18 months. Very good. So Kevin, uh, this is a little bit different role for you. Uh, it's kind of evolved over the last year or so, right? Sure. Yeah. So give us your background here with, uh, with North America. I've been with North American for about seven years. Previously I was in the, actually the legal department. So I made this move from legal compliance world, regulatory world, all the way over to product world, which I enjoy a lot. Uh, the move has been great. And uh, what I love most is being able to work uh, with good people like Aaron here, working with our sales team, marketing teams to go develop and uh, bring great innovative solutions to the marketplace. So you guys uh, are doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Most of the time on here, we're talking to our sales folks. We're talking to uh, Bryce and um, Josh and these guys. And Today, we're kind of getting a look behind the scenes at some of our innovation, some of our products, things like that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So I want to jump right in and give me a, a high-level business development update when it comes to North America and kind of what's going on this year. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But first of all, I think it's good to take a step back. What the heck is business development? It's one of those vague titles, which is actually kind of nice for me because we can kind of make it what we want. Right, uh, right. It's been kind of great. But uh, but the the key the key items, the key pillars are, are, are blue chips, are really trying to make sure that we are on the front end of, of innovation and trying to really go answer the question, what is it that a customer needs to solve for? What is it that uh, facing retirees right now, what things do they need to try to solve for the, the, the problems that they will face in retirement, if, particularly as it relates to income planning and saving? And that is the exciting part for what we do is we answer the question, you know, to the, the question that, that are out there of, of, you know, problem solving. Well, here's the problem. Now let's see if we can figure out a way to solve. And that's fun. Every day we come to work, thinking of new ideas, seeing new opportunities, working with our distribution friends out, out in, the, in the marketplace and obviously internally too, and trying to find those solutions. And uh, that is at the end of the day, you know, our rule is every, every idea gets an hour. Every single idea that comes to our team gets at least an hour. So if you, Chris, you showed up to our business development office and you said, hey, I got an idea for an annuity product. That idea, crazy as it might be, will get an hour. <laughs> so because we, we kind of seem to think like no bad ideas. Like sure. it might be there might be something in there that we haven't thought of that we can partner with another idea or, or pair up with some of something else. So that's that's the kind of fun part of our of our jobs is we get to bring uh, that creativity to to the marketplace and, and to North American. So I've been lobbying for a margarita machine in the studio. Is that something that I would bring to your department? Yeah, we could well? probably tie an index to how many margaritas <laughs> you had that day. Yeah, that'd probably be I a don't little think volatile. You could. I don't think <laughs> maybe uh, not. Maybe not the best idea. So outside of new products, you also are working on product enhancements and things like that. And I know that we've just made some changes to the Charter Plus, right? Yes. So Aaron, you want to walk me through that? 
Yeah, so coming up here on February 20th for the Charter Plus, uh, we are doing some new changes to it. We're adding a new index or a couple indexes that we have had on other products within the North American suite, uh, the Barclays Transition 6 and Barclays Transition 12. That's going to be coupled with what we are doing with um, our uh, other index providers on that product. So, you know, we that product has different, you know, index providers such as Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, S&P. So just adding another option for consumers uh, onto Charter Plus uh, with that Barclays uh, new index. So you're updating these products. You're creating new products. I mean, it's it's really the birthplace. Is that a true statement? The birthplace of enhancements and updates and new products. So I want you to walk me through the whole ideation process, start to finish. What what do you guys do to make such great products for our uh, producers, our financial professionals, our agents, and and uh, ultimately our clients? I'll kick it off in the air. You fill in the, the gap. You tell me what I missed. <laughs> Let's say, Chris, you show up to our office, like we talked about before, and you have an idea for a product. Maybe not the margarita product, but like right. some version of a product that that, uh, that sounds kind of interesting. We will take some time to to review that, think about it. Then Aaron comes in and says, I'm the smart actuary here. I can actually tell you if it's viable. Can we actually do it from a dollars and cents standpoint? Can we price it? Can we take it to market and and hedge appropriately, work with our providers, make sure that we are doing all the the behind the scenes work that goes into developing the product? And then I and and, and some others on our team go out to the marketplace and ask our distribution, uh, you know, what do you think of this? Where do you think this fits within your portfolio, your shelf that you have today? We work with with, with all of our partners from, you know, basically from the, the, the bottom of the food chain all the way to the top. Where are you thinking about this? How does it fit? And then we have a competition team within business development too that goes out and checks and sees who else is doing something like this? Is it completely different? Is it a first mover? Is there something that we're bringing that's innovative to the marketplace? Or are we doing kind of a me too? We see something that's kind of working out there and we try to improve upon that idea, sort of a second second to market opportunity, but an improvement. So we're always looking to see what's out there. And so the, the idea really is you go from idea and then lots of vetting in the middle, lots of, you know, whether it's market research, competitive research, industry research, data, you know, farming through our, our implementation process, including so from a system standpoint, from a technological standpoint, from an admin standpoint, can we support this idea? And then once we kind of move through these stages, and there are sort of stages as you go along, it gets through one, it goes to the next, goes to the next. Eventually, it sort of leaves our team. Once we got a green light, go straight over to the product development team, and they start uh, getting that sucker to market. Very good. So when, when you talk about product changes and things like this, um, I mean, we're in a dynamic marketplace. Things are changing all the time um, for our agents, for our producers, things like that. It's it, it can be a lot. So what are you doing or what do you guys look for to ease these changes for our agents and for our clients? So I think the, the biggest opportunity really is trying to make things simple, simplify, streamline, uh, making the features that we're going to be adding, if we are changing something, making it a little bit easier for an agent or a consumer to understand, sell, just do something with. So whether that's adding a new index here or you know a bonus there, those kinds of things, I think anything like that just really aids in making that story a little bit more streamlined. Um, changes can come in a lot of different ways, and, and we want to try to make it as clean as messages as we can. Yeah, I'll just I'll jump in there too. And, and I mean, innovation doesn't have to mean complicated. That's the one thing right. we always come back to. Innovation is sometimes innovation is making things more simple. 
And that's the one thing we hear from from our distribution all the time is we want we want something that's simple, easy to explain, that in 30 seconds, if it takes you longer than that to explain what it is we're talking about here, it's too long. Right. And so part of it, exactly what Aaron said, a lot of it's story development. It's maybe adding one more piece that kind of completes that story or brings a new op, brings optionality to the advisor uh, to solve a specific need for a customer. Very good. So when we talk about changes, um, you know, you know, I, I want to look real quick here at fixed index annuities, our FIA business. So we've had some product changes, and that's kind of been a trending topic within North American lately. Uh, we've made some updates and enhancements to NAT Control X. Um, we added a, a 10% income bonus. Uh, walk me through some of these uh, changes on our FIA products. Yeah. So I think starting, you know, with NAT Control X, I think this is a good kind of case study for what our business development office can do and does is, you know, we gathered, we launched that product last last year in May. And we've been gathering feedback on how that product launch went, kind of what we could do differently. Kind of, it was really one of those first of its design to kind of have this laddered income uh, flexibility. You know, it has lots of different income streams you can choose, lots of different things that are a little bit more complicated, kind of like what, uh, Kevin mentioned, but so what we did, what we're looking at doing here with control X is adding a one-time 10% income base bonus. It's available at, you know, issue. It will increase the, you know, initial deferred income base, um, by that 10% right at issue. And, you know, I think again, it's more to draw people into that product and really, you know, we can tell the talk about the merits of having that laddered income flexibility. Uh, and so just having that income bo- bonus on the, at the beginning of that product really kicks off, you know, the potential for, for growth in, down the road. Very good. So and Kevin, I want to go to you on this. Uh, you're our chief innovation officer. Uh, we've talked about all these product changes and things like that. What does it mean to you to be chief innovation officer at a company like North American? Yeah, I would say that, again, that my job is is a ton of fun because I get to be the one that surrounds myself with very smart thinkers. We want people thinking outside the box at all times. And one of the things that, you know, freeing your mind up to not have limitations on things is actually kind of fun if you think sure. about it. Like, you know, you, you talked about your margarita thing. I kind of joke, but you joke, but there's probably something there if we kept going, you know, and you take it one step further and it's like, okay, not really margaritas, but this, but not really this, but this, and you kind of keep going. Right. It's kind of fun to, to think like that. And, you know, whether you, whether you get excited about index annuities, I think it takes a certain kind of individual to get excited about index annuities. I've always been kind of a product nerd. And uh, I would say that, you know, as we, as we think about innovation in our, in our, in our space, you know, it's not like people are, are coming out with these insane, wild, you know, it, off the wall products and solutions. Right. A lot of times, it still stays kind of within some boundaries, but we're challenging some of that. Obviously, we're going to see a lot coming in the next five, ten years with AI and all the all these other enhancements that are going to be that are going to be coming to our marketplace. We want to be on the forefront of that. We want to make sure that we are thinking and looking at other industries, not just our own. What has worked there? What is happening over there and how is that eventually going to seep into our marketplace and how can we be making sure that we're ready, prepared and trying to predict where the puck is headed? That's the kind of thing, you know, day to day that I'm trying to to think of. Most of the time when we're here, we're not talking about 2024. Sometimes we're not talking about 2025. We're talking about 2030. And what does that look like? What does the world look like and how are we prepared to make sure that we can be 
on the forefront, making sure we have great solutions. So you're talking five to 10 years down the road. What I want to know is what are some things the business development team is implementing now, implementing this year? Yeah, a lot of it is a, some of it stay tuned, okay. but because there's a lot of fun stuff coming that we've been working on. But, uh, you know, I would say the, the big ones, like, like we talked about, we've had the control X changes. We've had several other changes to, to some other products, but the big things you, you may not see all the time. Some of it's really just working through competition, working with our, our product teams and our rate uh, uh, teams to make sure that we're where we need to be from a product standpoint, uh, that we're competitive, as much competitive as we possibly can, making sure that value proposition is really there. Some of that stuff happens a little bit more behind the scenes and you may not always get the, you know, this was from the business development office, right? But right. our team is working with everybody internally, whether it's IT systems, admin folks, all the way up through our sales team. So that's the fun thing about when we talk, when you said business development uh, at the beginning, we have a, a sort of a, a wide range that we can we can operate in there. To, and, and the idea really is gap filling. We're trying to fill the gap, make sure that someone's thinking about this and working on that, that, that may, you know, may not be working on today. Very good. Uh, Aaron, anything you want to add? I don't know if there's much to add there. I think, you know, I think that is the most important part. We always do look for the gaps, whether it's a gap in our portfolio, a gap in someone's plan, you know, when they are going to retire uh, and try to fill the need. And whether that's one year down the road or five years down the road, I mean, it'll be different problems in five years. Right. Uh, we won't know what those problems are. And uh, I think part of the things that we get to think about and and design on are what will it look like in five years and, and try to create a solution for that. But not only for what it will look like in five years, it could be a year down the road. It could, it could get here sooner than we think. So just always having that kind of forward-looking view is really uh, – a cool thing about, you know, our office and, and being the innovation kind of group here at North American. Very good. Kevin, Aaron, thank you guys so much for stopping in today. Uh, before you go, I do have a couple quick questions that are completely unrelated to what we've been talking about. I want to know your favorite vacation destination. I think I can probably guess. I know what it is. is. I can probably <laughs> guess. Aaron's. Aaron, go ahead and uh, let us in. <laughs> I'm going to say Disney World. No. I know that was, I know, a no. shock. A you've, shot. You've been there, I think, 47 times. Probably something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just last year. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I do like, I do enjoy going to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruises, you know, uh, all those are, are really fun. It's fun. You know, uh, I have a, a little one and it's fun to do that with the whole family and, yeah. and yeah. Very good. I'm Ken. pretty, pretty easy to know, I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty simple too. Anywhere with a uh, with a beach and a golf course is kind of where I like to live. Uh, although I did really enjoy a trip to Portugal this year. I kind of fell in love with that area. I want to go back to to Portugal. Very good. Uh, if you could have dinner with a famous historic person, who would it be, mm. Kevin? Let's start I, with you. I would probably go back to uh, to like a like an Abraham Lincoln. All right, uh, be kind of interesting to to pick his brain and also. Let's get his sense on where he thinks the, the world might be headed after after he passed and just kind of be kind of an interesting conversation. Interesting, because I had Bryce on last month. Oh, and he don't mentioned, tell me he said Abe Lincoln. He said George Washington. Ah, okay. So, yeah, he would. <laughs> he would say George Washington. Uh, Aaron? Well, I, I can't use George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. No, you now. can't. So, you know, I, I think I'd go with uh, Susan B. Anthony. You know, I grew up from a, a small town in Kansas named Anthony, Kansas, named after her. And I think that's kind of an interesting... Uh, It'd be interesting to hear kind of about her life and everything she did. 
Very good. Historical men after my own heart. I love it. Well, hey, you guys, thank you so much. Good work at the uh, with the business development team. I think you have some exciting things coming up, uh, and you uh, are really planning some exciting things for our future. So thank you so much. Thanks for coming to the studio today. Thank you. Stay tuned. Hey, thank you for listening to Annuity Chat with North American today. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you're a financial professional looking to grow your business, gain industry insights, market your services, and help your clients achieve confidence in retirement. I'm your host, Chris Nelson. I'll see you next time.